So, the big question is this. How are pitching coaches like us, who aren't lazy and driven by our ego, who actually care about getting every player better, how do we coach in a way that lets us break free from the status quo, see things differently, and impact each one of our players for the better, all while changing the landscape of this game? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andy Powers, and welcome to the Pitching Secrets Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? How you been? How you doing? How's your day going? All right. It's Andy here. And in this episode, we are going to talk about something that I think is so, so cool um, and, uh, and just something that can change the average traditional game of playing catch and turn it into something that's competitive, certain, certain, something that's, a, that's enjoyable and fun. And now you're maximizing your time uh, even more. Your guys are maximizing their time even more. Okay. And uh, so this game is basically, that's what we're going to talk about today. It's a game at, uh, of what I call 21. And I'm going to lay that out for you and talk to you about it today. And uh, really looking forward to, uh, to doing this for you. So Back when I was uh, uh, coaching in college, um, we would, you know, pretty much when, you, especially when you get to that level, uh, if you've been there or are there, uh, you kind of realize that every day is pretty much the same. Um, especially when you're on the pitching side of it, most uh, programs that I've been a part of and that I've seen, uh, they. Uh, they basically will do, uh, they kind of get loose as a team. Everybody gets their arms loose as a team. Maybe you'll run it. You, you kind of rush through and do some PFP type stuff, maybe a little team defense. And then it's just like, let's get to BP as fast as we can. And then the pitchers are just kind of left to do whatever it is that they do um, with the uh, pitching coach. And you guys are, are kind of on your own. And uh, so there wasn't really a whole lot that we were getting out of anything up to the point where it was finally just turned over to us. Uh, so, um, the uh, I was I was sitting there one day um, in the bullpen. We it uh, bullpen was um, in the down the right field line, and uh, I was sitting in the bullpen. And all of our guys are getting loose down the right field line. So they're you know like probably you know I don't know forty five sixty feet away from me uh, at, at the field. So we're just sitting there watching, and I'm I'm watching some of my guys. Now they're not doing it to to be you know any kind of uh, uh, you know of a rebel or try to be any, you know, disrespectful or anything like that, but I'm, I'm just watching some of the guys, uh, throw and it was absolutely terrible <laughs> to watch. It was really bad. It, I mean, they're sitting there and I mean, they're just kind of throwing it from all over the place. It's half-assed. I mean, it's very lackadaisical. There's no focus. They're sitting there talking about all kinds of things and they're not even paying attention to what they're doing. Sometimes they're even sitting there and the guy, you know, a ball sails on them and it takes off or he short ops them or, you know, throws it and, and, uh, and all that. I mean, it was really lackadaisical and lazy and it was, it was pretty poor. And when you think about the, the, the sheer nature of what a pitcher is, is that there's somebody who is able to basically locate, um, a pitch to a specific spot, uh, through movement and change of speed. So the ability to create that feel and that command, um, is necessary. And so how can you expect, and I'm sitting here in the bullpen, I'm just kind of watching this, and I'm sitting there going, how can you expect, how, how can we expect to be able to, you know, locate a pitch, uh, you know, on the, you know, inside, you know, arm side, down on the knees on a right-handed hitter, uh, you know, in on a right-handed hitter, uh, 
with you know with conviction if if we're throwing it from all over the place i mean how can we how can we just turn it on like snap our fingers and flip a switch and dial it in and all of a sudden boom we're going to be locked in and we're throwing you know we're, we're we're throwing darts when we're we're sitting out here playing catch and it's all over the place so i i uh i can't remember where i was but the idea um uh we were sitting there and we were playing and uh they were playing a game of uh, 21. And uh, I, I, they, I, we, oh, I remember what it was. We had early morning workouts that morning, uh, it, or, or one of those mornings. We had early morning workouts, which was at our rec center that particular day, because that's where the weight room was at. And right next to the rec center was the basketball courts. And there was a couple of guys playing basketball out there. It was early in the morning, but they were still out there, and they were playing 21. So it was like inside the line, or inside the three-point line was uh, was uh, was one point. Uh, or excuse me, inside the paint was one point, outside the paint, but inside three-point line was two points, and behind the three-point line was three points. Okay, first one to 21 wins. And I got sitting there, and I was just thinking, you know, that's that's pretty interesting. I wonder if I could do that. So here's the game, and I'm going to explain to you the game, the rules of it, first of all, and then I'm going I'm to explain to you the benefits of this. And this is what takes a regular game of, of catch and transforms it into something else. And I'm going to tell you right now, guys, your kids will love it. They will absolutely love it. Uh, and you're going to get so much more benefit out of it. So here's the rules. Uh, first thing is, is this, is that when the ball is thrown, the guy catching the ball must stick it. He must catch it exactly where it was thrown and, and not move his glove. Okay. Uh, if he, so, so as best as he can, he's got to stick it right where it was thrown. Okay. Now, if it's from the belt buckle to the bottom of his throat, and from shoulder to shoulder, if the ball is thrown anywhere in that area, basically the torso area, that's worth one point. If the ball is thrown from the bottom of the throat to the top of the head and inside the ears, so basically the, the, the head, that's worth two points. Okay. Now, what's interesting here is that the guy catching the ball is the one that will award the points. I'm going to piggyback on this here in a little bit as to why that is critical here. But the guy catching the ball will be the one that says, yep, one point or two points. Okay, and it's up to the guy, each guy, to keep track of their points. All right, so if we were sitting there, if you're high school guys, if you're playing at the full-size field, 60 feet, 6 inches, uh, if, you know, mound to home, then I would sit there and I would start this game at, you know, you could start this game at 45 feet flat ground while they're playing catch. Okay, it doesn't have to be at 60 feet. Trust me, the farther you get, the more difficult it becomes. But 45 feet is a good place to start. But, you know, you, you make your judgment there. So all you're doing is you're just stepping and throwing. You're not going through your delivery and all that. You don't have to do that. Okay, I, I mean, I guess you can if you want, but that's not the point of this. The point's just throwing to a specific spot. So the guy who catches it, he makes the call on, on what points it was. The other thing about it is that you must win by two. You must win by at least two. But, and this is where it can get a little bit confusing. If I'm playing catch with you, and let's say that I've got 20 points and you've got 15, then I'm already beating you by two. So I've just got to get to 21 and I win. But if I've got 20 and you've got 20, I got to win by at least two. So I got to beat you by, I got to get 22 before you score another point. Okay. Hope that makes sense. The best game I've ever seen personally was 33 to 31. 
it was two D1 guys. It was locked in. It was it was it was intense and it was a blast. Okay, but 33 to 31, um, they just wouldn't. They they just kept going back and forth. Okay, now let's piggyback to the scenario of the 20 to 15. Let's say I have 20 and you have 15. Okay, I'm already beating you by two. Now, if that's the case, I have to get 21 exactly. I can't throw and get 22 and just win. That doesn't work. So I have to get 21 exactly. So I've got to hit you in a torso shot. If I throw and I hit a head shot and now I'm at 22, since I go over, I got to go back to 15. Now we're tied all of a sudden. Okay. Very, very cool, powerful stuff. Believe me, this stuff matters. You'll see it. So here are all the benefits of this game because the concept, the rules of this are not hard at all. Okay. I've played this game with just two guys thrown to each other. I've played this game in a triangle. I've played this game with four guys. It doesn't matter. You can, you know, just keep it the same. But here's what happens. You play this game, you're going to notice your guys, they may even start racking up points quick. I mean, it could be like, you know, you start it and like a minute later, it's nine to seven, 11 to 10, right? I'm not, I'm, it just, it happens all the time. A few things will happen. One a guy will make a throw that he thinks was a good one, and it doesn't get rewarded. The guy who catches it is like, nope, that was out. That was just off to the side. Okay. Now what's going to happen? That pitcher, is the guy who just threw the ball, is faced with a decision, whether he realizes it or not. But what I've always done with guys that are new to this is I always let them go. I don't say a word. Until if it starts to get out of hand or I can use it, I find an opportunity where I can teach it. But I would let it go and let him, I'd just see how he starts to react. Most of the time, a lot of guys will start to kind of get frustrated, especially if it continues to happen over and over again. And they feel now like they're getting screwed. They feel like it's getting squeezed on. They're feeling like they're getting tight. So now they start getting pissed. They start getting frustrated. They start getting distracted. And now it's that guy's fault and he's not playing fair and he ain't right. Well, how's that any different than if he's in a game and an umpire's tight or an umpire's got a floating zone and he keeps making pitches that he thinks are strikes, but they keep getting called balls. He's got to deal with it. And that's the, that, that's the, the, the a cool thing that you can teach right there. Now, you don't want anybody to purposely be, you know, a dick and, and, you know, the guy makes a good throw and he doesn't give them to him. It can happen. The rules say that it can happen. But you don't, I mean, I always tell everybody, like, look, if you start to intentionally try to screw guys, you know, then they're going to start doing it to you too. And then it's, we're going to, it's going to get chaotic. So, so just be right. Okay. And it's part of the principles of what we play this game for anyways, is just do it right. Be honest. Okay. So anyways, the guy who throws it now, he's got to sit here and he's got to make that decision. Am I going to let this start to consume me and distract me and frustrate me? Or am I going to start to figure out a process of just kind of mentally flushing it and then just regroup? And let's just execute the next throw I got to do. That's what you want to try to get your guys to, is you want to try to get them mentally to just burn it, okay? That throw is over. Let me just make this throw now. And they, if we can get to that. I'm telling you, this stuff transfers over to the game. I'm telling you it does, okay? Now, the other side of this is that when guys, I tell you that like you could be a minute or two into the game and you could see guys that like that's 10 to 11 already. What will start to happen is that guys will get closer to 20 and then all of a sudden they start missing a lot. Why do they miss a lot? Because now they're putting 
emphasis on this throw even more than all of the throws before him. That throw didn't mean anything when they had three points. They were relaxed and loose and they were just, they knew what they were trying to do and they just did it. But now all of a sudden they got 19 points and the same exact throw that they were making when they had three points, now they have put more pressure and emphasis and importance on that throw, which changes a lot of the times the result. So again, it gives you an opportunity to just sit back, let them go through it, and then when you feel like the time is right, you can sit there and teach them that, listen, this throw is no different than the throw you made when you had three points. You are making it more important. You are making it different. So if they can now understand that concept, then when you get into pressure situations in games, I'm telling you, they're going to start being able to make those pitches again once they can mentally get over that hurdle of understanding that when it was in the first inning and 0-0 and it's first guy up, that pitch is no different than when the, you know, the game is on the line later on. I mean, yeah, the results and outcome can be different, but the execution doesn't change. And so if you can stay committed to the execution, you're giving yourself the advantage. You're giving yourself a better shot of being successful. That's the key you got to take away. Now, here's the third thing that you'll see from this game. By the way, that same thing happens when, um, let's say that I've got 20 and you've got 15, and I know I've only got to hit a torso shot. You'd be surprised how many times you'll see a guy hit a head shot because he's thinking about it. And, you know, a lot of times guys will sit there and go like, okay, don't hit him in the head. Don't hit him in the head. And guess what he does? He hits him in the head. Just like if you go and take a mound visit, which we can talk about in a different episode, but you'll sit there and go, hey, whatever you do, don't walk this guy. What ends up happening? He walks the guy. I told you not to walk the guy. It doesn't matter. What you've planted in his brain, the last thing that went through his brain was walk this guy. Hit this guy in the head. Don't didn't have any any factor on it, okay? So you got to reinforce yourself with positive thoughts. But what will happen is is that they start putting that pressure on themselves because they know they just got to hit that, hit the torso. And, you know, otherwise I got to go back to 15 and now that changes the game. Okay. Here's the last thing about it that I love this game for. This is where you, as a pitching coach, really get an opportunity to see who your guys are. I will promise you, and it may not be all the time, but I will promise you that you will have games where one guy's got six points and the other guy's got 17. Like, it's a blowout. Watch the guy who's got six points. What does he do? Does he shut it down and just throw up his hands and quit? Or does he keep competing? Because that's going to tell you a whole lot about your guys. And that's a harder thing to teach, but it is very easy to make them aware of it. And it also makes it very easy for them to understand that you are not okay with that. And that just because he's got 17, just because it's a blowout now, if you've ever played this game, you know how quickly things can turn around. Just because he's got 17 right now doesn't mean that he's going to get into his own head and he's going to get real tight and pucker factor and he's going to start missing like crazy. And if you'd have just shut it down, you would have had no chance of coming back. But all of a sudden, you just keep punching. You keep plugging away, plugging away. Next thing you know, now you got nine. Now you got 11. Now you got 12. Now you got 13. Now you're back in the ballgame because you kept competing instead of just saying, ah, screw it and be over with because you already gave up determining the outcome before it had actually happened. I promise you that'll happen. And it's a great teaching moment for you to be able to talk to your guys about. I would encourage you to do this. I would encourage you to enforce this thing on a daily basis. I would encourage you to watch the guys who are maybe consistently winning 
because a lot of times they're probably throwing with the same throwing partner every day. I would watch those guys who are consistently winning all the time and maybe switch it up from day to day and get like two guys that win all the time, have them compete against each other, try to balance it out. I may try to really lopsided it too. A guy loses all the time. This guy wins all the time. Let's match them up because what will happen there is then you're going to be able to take a, a, an observation of the guy who knows he's superior to the guy he's playing catch with. Does he fall to that guy's level because he's already assumed that he'll win? Or does he play his game? And on the flip side, does the guy who always loses, who knows this guy is better than him, does he raise his game up? Or does he stay down there and he just automatically is defeated before it even starts? You get to learn about your guys. And that's what's incredibly powerful about this game as well. But it takes a regular, ordinary bullpen, or bullpen uh, a playing catch, and it turns it into something that's actually important. It turns it into us developing a skill from the moment we pick up a baseball every day of trying to throw this baseball to a specific spot. And then we're dealing with the pressure, we're dealing with tension, we're dealing with nerves, and we're dealing with excitement, we're dealing with energy. We're dealing with all of that, and we've got to handle it all. We're, the, the, the scenarios change constantly. I can't tell you how important I think that this game is. And again, your guys are going to love it, because now they're competing, they're playing a game, they're having enjoyment out of it. They don't even realize, even if you explained it to them, the benefits that they're getting out of it. They don't care. I mean, they, I mean, they do, they, especially when they know about it. They're, they're going to be appreciative of it. But you're going to start to see all that stuff transfer over on the mound. I'm telling you, it's powerful stuff. So I would really encourage you to start implementing the game of 21 into your, into your team on a regular basis. And uh, you know what? And if, it, if you find out that it, it starts getting too easy for guys, um, you know, the games are going too quick, let's say, uh, just have them move back. When you add distance, you add difficulty. So if they're throwing at 45 feet, move them back to 60 feet. And just, you can play that game. I mean, it, it really, if that's, if that's what has to happen, the, when you add distance, you add difficulty. So, uh, you know, I, I really am excited for you to be able to start to do this. I'd love to hear about how, uh, you know, how your guys are responding to it and uh, the things that you found on it. I just, you know, uh, you can always email me, drop me an email. I'd love to hear about this stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, good luck to you. So, all right, boss. You are the man. Don't let anybody tell you different. You are different. You are not the status quo coach that uh, we have so much in this game. You are the definition of coach, and uh, you eat those lazy, ego-driven guys up for breakfast on a daily basis, and you are the reason that these guys are going to love this game, they're going to be successful, is because of what you do for them. And so I think that that's incredible. It's an honor, and uh, I appreciate you listening, and uh, I will see you in the next episode. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Pitching Secrets Podcast. If you want to learn more secrets to enhancing your pitching coach abilities and add to your playbooks all while breaking free from the current status quo of today's coaching, then I want you to join me in my movement to becoming a pitching boss. To start, I'd like to give you a free three-day masterclass for pitching coaches. In this masterclass, we will take a deep dive together on arm care, creating your daily routine, and developing your pitching staff rotation. Go to bullpensecrets.com forward slash masterclass and sign up to get started today.